the Buffalo Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Monique Gordion, and the great news is you found the podcast, a space for stories that will arouse a smile and inspire us as we tap into our collective experiences. Enjoy. I have the pleasure of Tanya here today. How are you, Tanya? I'm feeling pretty good, thank you, Monique. <laughs> Tanya Morrison. <laughs> Tanya Morrison, I can first her name. Um, look, Tanya's just uh, and a really interesting woman. I met Tanya and I met at a, a yoga retreat in um, the beautiful. Where is it? Seat uh, Springbrook. I think it's Springbrook, Springbrook is yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we were on this yoga retreat, and we really didn't talk that much until we got into a group at the end where we have like mm-hmm. a sharing time, and it's just like our our connection went it really buzzed didn't it and it was a really great little group where we were in I loved it it was beautiful it just gave us um, an understanding of each other and 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 supporting and loving each other yeah it was amazing and I think the word extraordinary was it was extraordinary (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, so so Tanya and I have sort of kept in um in contact since that time so it's been probably a year and a half or maybe even two yeah. years now maybe two years yeah. yeah and tanya has um is an artist she does mm-hmm. extraordinary labyrinth sculptures and artwork mm-hmm. uh, it's really beautiful um how, how is the labyrinth um special to your heart tanya uh it's a it actually allows me to move into myself with clarity mm-hmm. um, without any resistance. So it's um, sacred geometry mm-hmm. and the labyrinth that I is my favourite is the classical labyrinth. So it's very different to the um, Chartres labyrinth, the one that's in the uh, church in France, mm-hmm. the cathedral there. Uh, it feels like being in the womb. So moving into the womb and coming out. So it's a bit of a, a death and rebirth process for me, mm. uh, going in and, and in the labyrinth and coming out. Yeah, it's it's a spiritual tool for transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gorgeous to look at as well. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a beautiful, <laughs> you know, the circle and moving in and then it's to walk walk in the labyrinth is really I've only done it a couple of times, but it's very nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. So Tanya's a bit of an outlier um, and I find her quite an inspiration for her um, femininity and uh, someone who, um, yeah, is a bit of an outlier and has quite a different, ha- has made some really interesting choices in her life and I think is, to me, is a really great inspiration. Maybe you've got something to share on that, do you think? Absolutely. Um, I have largely lived a life outside of the nine to five realm in terms of uh, working. Mm -hmm. So um, working for me has always uh, felt like a control aspect. So I've always sought to work outside of the confines of of, uh, the norm, Mm -hmm. I suppose, if I think about that. why that is many, many years ago, you know, there's many stories about that, but that's uh, not the story I'm going <laughs> to tell. Uh, 
So my current day job is um, a bit taboo for many people, uh, although in Queensland it's very different. The laws in Queensland are very different to anywhere else, I understand. Okay. So my current job, and I work casual part-time at a lovely brothel. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I allowed to say the brothel or maybe not? You can, hey? you can, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's up to you. Whatever you feel right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, so I'm going to say it anyway. So I work in a brothel. Yeah. Um southeast of Queensland in Yatla. Mm-hmm. It's the only brothel. I won't say the name, but it's the only <laughs> brothel East Coast there. And and it was how I came by this job in particular uh, since, um, yeah, one day I just thought to myself, why am I going to work that I'm actually going to enjoy mm. uh, in a you know, part-time scenario. And I thought, I'm just going to uh, ring all the brothels. So I did. That was, (laughs) uh, I I rang them and I um, sent an email Mm. and asking if there was any receptionist jobs available. And, excuse me, the laws in Queensland say that you have to have a manager's licence. So, a to, be a, to be a receptionist or to run a brothel? Well, to be a manager. So if oh. you're a receptionist, you can actually work with a manager. Mm-hmm. I had emailed uh, many brothels and I got a response from one in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman who owned the actual business, she said, yeah, come on in. And so I did some training as a receptionist where I stay uh, on shift with a manager who has mm-hmm. a license. Yep. So that license uh, to get your first license is around $1,300. So it's not not cheap either. So if you're going to go into the industry, you, you know, you're going to go in there with some um, ideals that you want to stay in there and fulfil that role. Uh, so I really wanted to. Yeah. And... So I stayed on and did some reception work, did my training, but in the meantime went for my manager's licence and I had to have a strict police interview Mm -hmm. uh, to, with the police, with the police to establish my credibility as a good person. Wow, that's... And it is amazing because it actually protects the women who are working at the brothel. Uh, and it um, oh, it's just fascinating. I just the whole process going through that, and I have to have a first aid, CPR. So it's actually a proper job. Yeah. And so just, just to <laughs> yeah. clarify, brothels in southeast Queensland are legal. Yes, in Queensland, brothels are legal. Mm-hmm. There is a whole process. Uh, for a brothel to be in existence Mm -hmm. and we have amazing laws that protect the brothel owner Mm -hmm. and also the um, service provider and that in itself is it was just wonderful because I thought oh wow um, here I am in a in a job that I once worked in as a service provider was that and a, that was in New South Wales. Was that a long time ago that you did that? 
long ago. That was in uh, New South Wales mm. and I was in my early 20s. Mm. And my, and, you know, back then my whole ideals about being a prostitute were very, very different to today. It was something that was very undercover mm. and had a very low self-esteem sort of uh, self-worth um, energy around that yeah yeah so I guess you know tv shows and movies paint a certain picture don't they of mm, what that absolutely. whole industry is like it's shady the women are treated really badly um yeah how did how was that for you back in your 20s was it a mm. Because then, the, then it's romanticised, right, as well, the madam and the boy. Oh, the girls get on really great and it's very supportive. And what's what is it actually like? Is it? I think what you're saying is, you know, we have a discourse in everything, but there is also a truth within that as well. So I'm not saying that the things that you just said aren't true because, mm. you know, throughout my career as a prostitute, mm. I agree. Like, <clears throat> you know, by all means, I wasn't. Um, totally disempowered mm -hmm. uh, my belief systems at the time were that I was uneducated and my um, children's father was in jail here mm -hmm. I was with two babies and I had a birthday coming up for my youngest daughter and it was pretty scary and I felt like I was living in poverty and I absolutely felt like a piece of shit you know and I thought what can I do yeah. So um, back then I rang up all the brothels and I decided that I would work for a particular one that had a uh, madam in charge there and I really liked her. So I, I started with her. Mm -hmm. uh, the laws were very undercover. So the brothel at, the, at, the, at that time, and I don't know what it's like now in New South Wales, but um, we could still be um, raided. Oh. So police could come in and fortunately for me, it never happened on my shift. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had fun with the girls, you know, and also in the room, you know, with the clients. Yeah. Um, wasn't all, you know, um, gold and jewels and fun and everything because um, it, if, I, if, I felt, if I felt that I had a choice back then, would I have been doing that? No. No, I wouldn't have. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't uh, choose that, but what I'm saying is is that at the time that's all I felt that I could do to earn some money to feed my family. And I think that yeah. was the priority for me back then. Absolutely. And a sense of worth um, I think was a collective uh, societal outlook mm. and I was in in the midst of all of that as well so not feeling very good about myself feeling like oh my god everybody knew what I was doing when they really didn't yeah you know changing my whole look from you know day to night and just yeah. keeping that secret was um I, I felt really ostracized because I felt like Oh, well, I ostracised myself, sorry. I felt like I couldn't um, speak to anyone. And actually the day that I did speak out and tell a close friend, uh, she said to me that she could never look at me the same again. Oh. 
Uh, and that really, that was really painful because, you know, in, in fact, it it just, it just showed me what I already felt about myself. So I was only seeing the reflection and it, it was very sad and, and sadly enough, um, yeah, that relationship didn't continue. Mm. Uh, and that, you know, that's, I look back now and I, I don't have any animosity and I don't have any regrets. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't until my uh, early 30s that I got out of the industry. Mm. I was very fortunate um, to have uh, done what I've done, but I hadn't done the spiritual work, I believe, and my life was very still higgledy piggledy. Yeah, I'll use that word for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, um, so finding myself in this job today as a manager in a brothel, yeah, uh, it, it's 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 just amazing. Like my whole life is can be seen as a bit of a const- contrast because I have this beautiful spiritual practices that I've been doing since I was in my late 30s. Mm. I'm now in my 50s and where I am today with such a a self-awareness of empowerment is just amazing. So there was a clear choice of me going into this job. It wasn't because I felt that I had to. I actually went into it because I thought that it would uh, be something that I would enjoy and I do enjoy it. So, I mean, you're in a you're in a different place. Society's in a different place. I mean, mm. it, it must feel quite different, or is it? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think people change uh, throughout their lives, throughout their their experiences, uh, and and when I say we change throughout experience, me personally, I believe it's because I've wanted to change. Mm. I've known that something didn't feel uh, the place that I wanted to be in, so I wanted to grow. And emotional development was my thing. So having a, a perspective of life by having a look at the judgments uh, that I was see- seeing through the lens of judgment. And for me, that was always looking through pain. And I had to find that peace um, about it. And... Uh, what am I getting to here? I think uh, what I'm saying is, is like having to go through all of the processes to, you know, be in this job in particular, I feel a really great sense of integrity, self-integrity and worth. And when I walk through the door and I uh, see the women who are ready to start work, you know, I feel like I'm in service to them mm. and I really enjoy it. I love that um, they make money, um, but I also love that they love their job. Mm. And, you know, so many people will will say, oh, you couldn't possibly love doing that. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, you can have fun in the room yeah. uh, and, you can, and you're also getting paid. It's your job. Yeah. Because you're actually in... Uh... I, won't, I don't mean relationship in the sense of you're having a relationship, but you are actually having a relationship mentally, physically yeah. with the client, right? Absolutely. It's not this, it's not just a purely transactional. Product. Sometimes it is. is Sometimes it, it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I would say I mean, that I've there not are done it. So many I'm different things. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are many different faces. Um, 
to bring out of her or different aspects of uh-huh. um, where somebody is at with themselves. And, you know, some of my friends uh, who are sex workers actually say that it's quite healing for them and quite healing for many of the men that are their clients. So um, it's not just a transactional um, exchange sex for money. There's, you know, a lot of things um, going on in between there as well. Uh, having said that too, there are men who come in who just want to get off and that's the sole purpose without any connection. And I, I wouldn't connection. say they're the majority. Connection um, the word I was looking Yeah. At. Do you think um, if, if either party is in a feeling of shame, mm. you know, like some... Uh, yeah, this is all hypo- hypothetical for me. I've not done it, but I would imagine some men feel shame because they're cheating on their partner or their wife or something, or or not cheating, but having to go somewhere else for to get their needs met. So there may be a sense of shame, or even with the some sex workers, that maybe there's a sense of shame, and that colors the experience. Do you think? Or, or has a perspective on how it's... I can only speak from my own experience mm. and my own, own perspective. I'm sure there are uh, women who have told me their stories mm. in regards to how they feel um, going in. Uh, I would say, though, the contrast between working in uh, Sydney, or not Sydney, back in New South Wales, not Sydney specifically, Mm. Uh, to being in the industry today uh, is very different Mm. uh, because different mindsets. So I'm looking at the women and I've had talks with them about how empowered they are to be. And, they, you know, I I watch them standing so tall Mm. in their you know, in their womanness, if you want to say, you know, whatever that is. But to me, that is just a strength of, of being and offer, it, offering a service. So they're not offering their bodies as such. It's actually a service, okay. And uh, some men don't understand that. They think, you know, okay, I'm giving you this amount of money and now I own your body. Well, no, it's it's not, not like that at all. You'll never own anybody's body, uh, let alone your, your own body, I suppose. Um, but there's a sense of respect. I see that very often. And uh, it's extraordinary. I just, I think the, the power in that is just quite amazing. And it's not a power over. Mm. It's, uh, it's an equal exchange most of the time. Uh, like I said, so, you know, I'm not going to say all of the time, but if the uh, women don't want to see uh, the client, it's their right. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, I, um, I take my hat off to that because to me that's you, you have a sense of self and where you want to be with someone and that's just beautiful. Does, yeah. So things have changed then um, over the if, years because society has changed. A little, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. As a a manager or someone who runs mm-hmm. that um, business, do they have any role in guiding or counselling or giving advice to the girls? Um, like, 
how did how did the women who were in service how did they get grounded in their womanness mm. and also their confidence like do they come to this business with that or is it something they learn from the other girls or from the management like how do they become that well I think it's a culmination of all those things okay uh, when someone new comes in, it's about um, inquiry, exploration, and inquisitiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hear that a fair bit from the women who have come in and uh, have never done it before. Mm-hmm. So then they begin to learn uh, by their own experience, of course, but also talking to the other women about, um, you know, their feelings, how they are and the things that uh, makes them feel strong in their delivery, I suppose. Yeah, I could say that. Um, I think that my role as a manager, uh, because my role is to greet the men, Mm-hmm. as they come through the door and, and they wait in a waiting room and then the ladies come and introduce themselves. And it's interesting because I've just said ladies. So uh, ladies is a term that we use okay. uh, in the brothel. So we, it's a whole different language as well. So it's not language I would normally use in my uh, everyday life because mm-hmm. uh, I like the word woman and it, it's quite empowering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not saying lady isn't, no. uh, but there's a different uh, energy that goes with that uh, that's preferable in that industry, yeah. So I think I've gotten off track there. Maybe you just need to bring me back again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I've got to say, you know, many of us don't know this world at all, you know. It's very interesting. But it's interesting. One of the things that I find with, you know, your work that you do and, uh, and women generally is, mm. um, you know, self-empowerment sexually for women you yeah. know, and being comfortable um, yes. in yourself. It's, 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 it's a real journey, you know. It's not easy. Like people read magazines, mm. and, you know, feel crappy about their bodies or they yeah. care themselves or, or whatever. And, and, and I think maybe there's something we can learn from these service providers to yeah. own whatever you're doing, you know. Yeah, own, absolutely. Own situation you're in. Yeah. Mm, you know, and, and that's, that's right. Yeah. I think so too. And, you know, we have some women that this is uh, their day job. Mm. This is, is what they do and take a lot of pride in that. So there's a lot of... Um, and, and, look, there's one woman that comes to mind and, and uh, she's in her 40s, you know, and she's just uh, absolutely uh, very, um, I want to use another word other than empowered because mm-hmm. uh, it goes beyond that. It's like she has this air about her that commands attention. So she, she is, in, in a sense, acting in her role. Mm. as we do every day of our lives she mm. puts on this persona mm. but of course there's the persona that connects with that that um grounds her mm. so she's not just taking on someone else entirely there are aspects of herself that she um 
is every day that connects with that so that I suppose she can connect with others as well. Um, I'm not sure why I said that either. I just, I, I think I admire, there's a lot of admiration I see and they admire themselves. We Look, we've all got some sort of, you know, um, self-doubt about ourselves somewhere along the way. Mm. So it's not like all hunky-dory and, yeah, I'm, you know, 100% feeling, you know, I'm just this wonderful. Uh, But I would say that there is a really lovely sense of of self and and beauty that I see from these women. Mm. And, yeah, absolutely. Nudity is confronting because it has been sexualized. So I'm in a business where we are sexualizing uh, bodies mm. as well, uh, people to have sex. But I, I have to even think about that myself. Yes, it's um, oh, it's really tricky actually because men are going there for sex. Mm. Not all men are going for sex. So many men are going for connection as well because they have. They are um, not in connection with uh, women mm-hmm. and they crave that just the sensuality of, of being touched and spoken to where that may be a barrier for them on the outside, outside of the brothel where meeting a woman might be a terrifying experience. So, you know, this is a subject that can be talked about for days and weeks, I believe, because... You know, um, so many people, many people say, you know, oh, well, you're selling sex, um, that's sexualization. And I think in the porn industry, I totally agree mm-hmm. um, with that sexualization. Uh, and maybe so in some, you know, parts of the world, prostitution may well be sexualization as well. But I just, I'm, I'm not seeing that in, the brothels that I've worked in up here yeah. in in Queensland. And I've ruffled a lot of feathers with some people who just cannot be my friend because I work in a brothel and I work in the sex industry and to them it means I'm, we're sexualising women and we're promoting um, bad behaviour in sex. You know, I what you said about... Um people coming for that service because they're not, mm. not having their needs met, the, yeah. t- the touch, the emotional needs, the yeah. looking, you know, being seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even the vulnerability of it all. You know? Absolutely. Because it's a safe place to be for them to be vulnerable because that's what goes on there. Mm. Whereas if they were on a date, yeah. they may not feel safe. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that is, that really is, you know, you're bringing new things to my mind mm. and I can see how that would be such a an appealing experience. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of being, they're in a, they're being nurtured in some way. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's um, one of the truths of that. Mm. And when I hear of the stories when um, some of the women come out and say, hey, I've just, you know, this 
human being, this man has just experienced something that he says he's never um, experienced before in terms of being able to feel comfortable uh, with a woman. And, you know, okay, some people might say, oh, yeah, but they're just going to say that because, you know, um, that's what he's wanting and you're paying Mm. him for that. But I, I don't think you can fake uh, connection like that. No, actually, I was just having a conversation last night with with some of the women about um, connection, oh. and yeah, absolutely. So uh, the women that were on last night, and there was four women there, all actually um, felt a sense of connection with many of many of their clients, and some of them actually, if they can't get that connection. Mm. Uh, from the beginning when they have that intro call, um, will pass, mm. will pass. Oh, when because, you say, yeah. in, what do you mean by intro call? Can you just explain what you mean by that? Clients waiting uh, to be introduced to the oh. women, mm-hmm. yeah. They'll have a conversation privately in a room oh. about the service and then uh, they, if she doesn't want to see him, Mm-hmm. Uh, she will ring through and mm-hmm. let me know, and I'll uh, res- I respect that, um, and I believe it's a law anyway. But why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, and if he has decided, he will choose who he wants to be with mm-hmm. as well from that, and do that um, discreetly. So it's not like the women are lined up and you say that in front of them. So fascinating. You know, this, and you are obviously so much more than just the particular work that you're doing now and what you've done yeah. in the past. I mean, you've done other things. You're an artist. You're a spiritual guide, if that's the right word. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, uh, and a spiritual speaker mm. uh, as well, yeah. But I guess one of the things that I was always attracted to to you was your womanliness, no, what does uh, what does it mean to be a woman um, to you then? Like, if I think about that, and I, you know, that's a question I ask myself as, as yeah. well. What what does it mean to be a, a woman and womanly? And do I stand in that um, proud? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love being a woman, mm. a woman in society um, is is my path in this life, I believe to see that how we see all these differences, uh, it's really important to see that even though we're all different, we are all, we all have the right to be considered as worthy, Mm. not even considered, just to be worthy regardless of who you are, what you do, uh, how you sway within your world and and womanly, I suppose, has different things uh, than being a, a man or manly. I uh, can't quite put my finger on it either. I guess, uh, I, guess the, <laughs> I guess the feeling I'm getting is, you know, I had a very strong connection to the to Christianity in the church for mm. a long, long time. Yeah, and I suppressed my womanliness because. Okay. Um, it just, you know, you've got to be seen but not heard and, you know, okay. you can't just yeah. be, be who you are. And also you had to be demure and, um, yeah, right. you know, not show your breasts or, or not 
not sure you've read, but you know, we're kind of yeah. clothes and I, I look, I wasn't in an Amish community, but there was this yeah. sort of feeling that um, one needed to be pure, I guess, or, or and proper. And proper, yeah. It comes up to me like, yeah, what I think that's right. Then if, if I think about being womanly, it's about being myself, yeah, in this body. And I yeah. think as I've got older and I've I've grown in maturity and I've let go of a whole lot of stuff and I've embraced other things. So I'm not mm. anti all of that. Yeah. Just I've let go of stuff that actually holds me back. So I'm I'm definitely not criticizing any any belief system here. But I have um I just feel for me personally. I'm learning to grow in my womanliness yeah. and to not hide different aspects yeah. of myself. You yeah. Know? And yeah. and it's okay to to be the fullness of who I am. Yeah. In, in the state that I am. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I remember in that little group at that yoga retreat. Yeah. When, when you shared some things. Uh, no great stories or anything, but mm. I just thought, well, mm. here's here's a woman who is just so in her womanliness, so um, grounded in that. And yeah. I just was, I thought, I just was inspired. You know how you meet people at certain times that nudge mm. you in a direction of freedom. Yeah. Okay. And Lovely. so, absolutely. You know, yeah. and and it's and it could. Yeah, and also, you know, it's just been a really great experience for me growing in, in that area of my life. And uh, so, yeah, so you were sort of, you know, one of the little aspects in that yeah, kind nice. of inspired me in that and still does. Um, you know, um, when I think about that, I, the word that's coming to my mind and the feeling that's coming into that is sens- sensuality. Mm. And I think women and men display that those feelings, that interfeelings very differently. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, it is an air of confidence. Mm. And I think um, to be able to express that, uh, feeling comfortable, well, not just comfortable, but just knowing that I'm doing that because that's who I want to be, what I, what I want to do, how I want to um, exude uh, that exuberance of, of being in my woman. Mm. And however that might be perceived, it feels good Yeah, because I feel like there's no judgment there. I feel like it's freedom. I'm not judging who I am. And and I want to be beautiful. I am beautiful. And, you know, sensuality is a, is a part of that and confidence. So it's not just one aspect, is it? It's many yeah. you know, when that I was, define it. When I was in Cuba, um, I saw, you know, lots of different shapes in women mm. and and definitely voluptuousness in women yeah and there was this sensuality i'm not talking about sexiness a sensuality of yeah. a richness in who they were yes especially with all the dancing you know the yes. and stuff <laughs> and that really it opened my eyes to 
really appreciating all women, you know, like all sizes, all shapes, and that I think we can all be sensual regardless of what size we are, how tall we are, how short we are, whether we're single, partnered. We can just be sensual for our own pleasure, you know, just just to, to be alive. Yes, you know, uh, different shapes and sizes and even in the brothel, like we have such a different, um, different shapes of people. You know, we've got we've got larger women. We've got big booty women, uh, big boobs, like uh, tall, short, thin. um, And, you know, we call, um, you know, we have fuller figures. So we use particular words to Mm -hmm. describe uh, women and that's in honouring of them as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Say I'm going to say it with so much love and that is, you know, we have fat women as well and the word fat, mm. you know, is so looked upon and scorned but, you know, so what, you know, like... <laughs> Man, you know, we look at a fat ass and we say, oh, it's great. But what about a fat woman or a fat man? Why are we atta- we are attaching um, a, a whole collective of ideas on what we, what the uh, majority or I don't know if it's, well, it is actually, otherwise whatever. But anyway, a negative aspect, you know, but, you know, that is not, you know, horrible or bad or, you know, and I say own it, own that because, yeah. you know, the the fatter women at work are getting just as many clients, mm. you know, and essentially one of my um, girlfriend partners was like a size 24 triple mm-hmm. X And she was the most, she still to this day, you know, has been the most sexiest woman I've ever been with. Yeah. She just absolutely. So, you know, if we're talking about what is the essence or what is it that we are really, you know, really attracted to, uh, yeah, okay, our first visual might be, oh, you know, uh, that figure looks good, but it's only because you're used to it. We can change these perceptions all the time and I think that's what we really have to challenge about ourselves mm-hmm. and that is not to see what we see but rather feel what we we feel. Yeah. That, I think that is yeah. the quintessential <laughs> in this podcast, really. <laughs> that's, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> and it? And it also applies to men. Like it's not just a woman totally. thing, it's a men yeah. thing. So men who are listening to this podcast who, <laughs> who have, have stayed with us this long, I hope you have, <laughs> um, and I'm sure you have because, you know, you some men like women, right? So they're probably yeah. really yeah. learning a lot from this um, podcast. I certainly am. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so it's not, uh, what did you say? It's not about the look, it's about the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you'll get so much more out of life mm. because if we're constantly looking for this ideal mm. that we think that we think that it is, yeah, we're losing the we're we're actually losing the whole um, 
integration, there you go, of feeling and seeing, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's it. It's, it's hollow. If, it's, if you're yeah. only um, choosing to see and to be with what you see visually, well, then you, I, I would say that you are lacking in own emotional connection yeah. to yourself. And yeah. when you hide because of that, you, you're not giving yourself a chance to be seen. Mm. And we all need to be Definitely. seen. Definitely. Right? We yeah. all need to be seen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's really <laughs> beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I'm actually, um, I'm not partnered at the moment, mm-hmm. um, but I actually have started opening my heart. Mm. And I know that it only can come from feeling, not from what I'm, I'm looking at. Was it you? I think you sent me a meditation about opening. Yes, right? that's right. I yeah, did yeah. that meditation. <laughs> and uh, it talks about letting go of past relationships, right, or something like that, and about opening your heart, basically. I did that meditation, and literally within a week, I was partnered <laughs> up. I swear to God. Oh mainly because it wasn't because I went on a date. I actually went back to someone who I had been a kind of in a relationship oh, with yeah. but it's because I went oh I'm opening my heart I'm sick yeah. of having a closed heart I've got a trust I've just got to open my heart and it wasn't yeah a, it wasn't a thought thing it was a feeling thing yeah I, I, that's it I felt <laughs> my heart open and it was not even with any expectation that I would receive mm. something I just opened and so when it happened it was like oh my gosh like I wasn't even expecting it because I was doing it not with that outcome in mind so I gotta say thank you for sending me Um, yeah I I just sent that meditation to someone else who's struggling awesome well actually I think I'll I think I'm gonna actually um listen to it again too because a Mm. similar experience happened to me back Mm. then so it's the reality uh, revolution brian scott that's his name so he's pretty awesome um so i, I think this time i would like to uh introduce a man into my yeah. life so yeah. i'm going to move into the uh, even though i'm still open because again I, I think that probably contradicts what i just said about if you're only seeing what you see and you're not feeling what you feel you're really missing the point there so um might not be a man so. well, <laughs> Do the meditation and see what happens, right? Without yeah. an expectation. That's right. And just see That's what right. happens. Pull it in. <laughs> it was interesting, though, when you said that um, it was not because of your expectation, but rather what you were feeling, because mm. the feeling in you is the expectation without it being the expectation. Yeah. Funnily enough, because yeah. how can we ever attract if it's not within us first? I mean, I knew that was something I desired in my life, but yeah, I, it, nice. wasn't, it wasn't sort of goal like I'm doing this so I'll get this. I'm yeah, doing it course. because it's yeah. something that I I want to do and what feels and, good and, and, and I'll just see what happens, you know. So yeah. it's, it's like anything, you know, we use <laughs> manifesting or whatever. Yeah. It's really about letting go and just opening up, opening up and letting go and seeing yes. what happens. Yeah. And that's another conversation which we can have. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I think oh, now, this is awesome. This has been um 
longer than normal and more my yeah. podcast. But I think it's been really because we didn't at the beginning, but when we were chatting pre-podcast, we we didn't know you didn't weren't quite no. sure what to talk about, and so I think it's been it certainly has been um, valuable for me. And I hope, dear listeners out there, <laughs> and and women, um, that you and that you enjoyed this podcast. And thank you so much, Tanya, for sharing um, so much of your life and you. your and your vulnerability in, in sharing that it's been mm. really insightful and helpful so I'm going to wrap up now and say thank you everyone for coming to the Buffalo podcast I always appreciate you listening more than you know and uh, it's something I enjoy and I know my guests really love sharing their stories um, I hope you enjoyed sharing your story I <laughs> <laughs> loved it love today thank you Monique it's beautiful so everyone um, go well live in joy. Ciao.